You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Within such a short while of of losing uh, rugby World Cup legend James Small, we woke up to the news last week that uh, Chester Williams, one of the absolute stars of the 1995 World Cup and one of the 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 central figures in transformation in rugby, had passed away at the age of 49 from a heart attack. It was a great shock to all, but I think an even greater shock to to my next guest, who was a close friend and somebody who'd be very involved in South African rugby, Neil De Beer. Neil, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Well, Neil, thank you for for getting in touch with us uh, at such short notice or for for accepting our invitation. I know that uh, you have an exceptionally busy schedule. You've just landed back in Cape Town. Tell me, um, what went through your mind when you heard the news about about, um, Chester Williams passing? Well, Chad, um, obviously I was called directly, I think, a couple of minutes after the incident happened uh, from the family. Um, before anybody knew. Uh, I can just tell you, I was numb. Uh, there's no other way to describe it than just to sit on the phone in my hotel in Joburg after just seeing him five days before at an event launching a massive company of his for the future. And, yeah, what do you say? You're just numb for a day and then it hit you. So I think I felt the same as the whole country, Chad. How's the family coping? Yeah, Chad, I think it's not just a loss of a, of a, of a husband. I don't think it's just a loss of a dad, but it's a loss of a icon of this country. And I think that's hitting the family in a very big way. It's just not the internal coping of losing um, a, a rock in your family, but also a person that was greater than life and people don't always understand the impact Jesse Williams had in this country. But they find in the sense of how they're coping with it, but the huge outpour, the massive backing of the people to those families making Maria and the kids get through them. I don't think people realize quite what a patriot Chester Williams was because everybody remembers him for the World Cup. They remember him for those four magnificent tries that he had in that in that one particular game. But people are unaware of the fact that he actually started as a servant of the country. He was in the Navy. He then transferred from the Navy to the military to, to what's now known as non-South African infantry. He worked himself all the way to, to the rank of sergeant, and he worked in the military in a very difficult time in our country's um, transformation in the early 1990s. The man you remember, was he as humble as we are seeing him to be and how these reports are coming out in, in terms of his obituaries? Raising funds, still putting money into his 
and the for people and curse as you definitely think of the long time. Now, now, Neil, that 95 World Cup has gone down in, in history of South Africa. We were a year into our democracy. We had Mandela wearing the captain's jersey, Francois Pinar. We had Mandela raising the cup. We had um, this integrated team with Chester Williams. We had this amazing coming together of a nation, which at times we, we, we wish we could get that feeling back. Um, you, somebody that, that's been very much involved in rugby. You're also involved in the Mr. South, South Africa program, etc. Do you believe that programs involving sport, involving social activism, etc., can get us back to that feeling of camaraderie that we had in 1995? You know, I sat on a plane uh, with a couple of people, and we, we, as always, we started to chat. I said the following, funny enough, I said, I so wish that we could have a World Cup in this country every day. It's weird how this country at World Cups forget politics, forget race, forget religion, and in a way forget history and understand the South Africans. The World Cup 95 was the catalyst at that moment to bring our nation together. I'm sad that it takes a World Cup for us to realize the dream of being this rainbow nation. And it's sad that we always have to look for an opportunity to be one South Africa. We must get back. We must realign. We are going now into another Rugby World Cup. We must get behind the booker and we must unite the no doubt said Programs of sport, programs of icons like this man, Chester Williams, and don't forget, there were more than Chester. There was James we lost. There was Ruben we lost. There were, there's Ongokic Christie of this team, uh, US. But they were all in a way catalysts, little pieces of, 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 can I call it fire lighters, blips that were put into this country to ignite our passion. And yeah, we dream of that again. And it's up to us to now follow that dream of Chester. So Neil, you, you feature very prominently in a, a book that we've, we featured on this particular program, um, which was walking with, 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 um, Mandela's spies. And we chatted to Brad Stain about the book and you actually on the cover of the book together with a couple of MK, um, Carders. And you've become very involved in trying to fight the crime on the Cape Flats in South Africa. Um, being a social activist, being somebody who's looking for foreign investment um, within the African context, not just South Africa as a whole, um, are you hopeful for our future, especially in light of a week that's been marred with xenophobic attacks, arson, looting, and demonstrations? You know, Chad, I can, I can, I can throw that accolade back to you because you're not just a person that sits on radio. You you fight in your own way every day as well. I see what you do. I see how this country matters to you as well. So from my point of view, I can just tell you, this country is based on a miracle that happened to us. And that miracle was in 1993, 94, when we had no civil war to change this country to a democracy. I know, as a person very much involved in the previous 
military intelligence services in the service of the state on both sides that this country is a country of hope. You know, I listened to a great speech last night by um, a great South African who currently is the lead man of Discovery. And I sat with Adrian Gore listening to him. And there were 900 people last night in Joburg at a gala dinner. And Adrian Gore got up and he said something that I will now punch. He said, as individuals, South Africans have hope. But the minute they get together in a group, their hope dies because of negativity. The flare-ups we had, these are absolutely unacceptable and it's crime, not xenophobia. It's crime. And if we understand the difference between a crime and a victim, then we can make the association of taking steps, but we can't blanket just say it's a word. It's not a word. It's civil society coming up to a point and we need to deal with it as South Africans, but Chad, together, not apart. Neil, you recently started a program where you're partnering with police in the Cape, specifically on the flats where there's violence, etc. In closing, tell us a little bit about that program and how it is that our listeners um, can get involved or where they can go to find out more about this program. Absolutely, Chad. I mean, you're a crime fighter yourself. <laughs> you're in the line of fire in your own way. You know, us that wore the uniform, us that are people that understand how justice policing works, we understand that in your family, you also have a couple of people that don't step up to the plate. I always say they carry the same surname, but you meet in the street, you ignore. We all have problems in every generation. But one thing we cannot do, is a civil society make a generalized statement to say that all police officers in this that all police officers in this country cannot do their job. I think you will echo with me that's an absolute lot of rubbish. They are policemen that stand the line and probably die on that line daily. So I took an effective decision as a citizen now that I'm going to formulate a program where business and citizenry come together and directly support the police. And that program is called the ACT program. Very simple. We've got to act now. We've got to take action now. We've got to reactivate ourselves as citizens. But it stands for the Anti-Crime Trust, the Anti-Crime Technical Group. And this is a program where we are not asking for more guns, but we are asking for more technology. Technology today in the world is used in a great format to combat crime. And we are starting in the Western Cape now with a program in partnership with a local SAPS where we are bringing drone, car, camera and control room technology for the first time effectively to the police as citizens. Government chairs cannot fund everything. They cannot contribute. But we as civil society that have decided not to stand the line, to stand the line behind those standing the line, and that's what I'm busy doing in this pilot program. Well, Neil De Beer, we thank you for that, and we support it. And next time you're in Johannesburg, make a turn at studio. Let's do a, a full hour. Let's chat about these programs, and let's fight crime together. It's the only way we're going to relive that beautiful moment of 1995. Chad, thank you. And to all your listeners, let's get involved. But to you, 
I know how you also stand the line and please don't stop and it will be a privilege to be in studio with you and let's look forward to, to get to gaining that goosebump of being a South African again, Chad. That was Neil De Beer from ACT as well as the IFA. You can find all of his particulars on social media or you can Google him. And we'll also be uploading all of his particulars on the Confidential Brief uh, radio show Facebook page. You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Very interesting show we had today. Um, it, it just shows how sad and how destructive drugs can be. We spoke earlier to Franco Rizzuto regarding his journey from being an accomplished sportsman, an accomplished student at uh, St. Charles, um, how he changed schools, how he maintained a degree of 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 um, sporting um, and, and, and academic um, superiority compared to his peers, etc. But how he started living a double life, how he started um, delving into to, to the underbelly of of drugs, etc. But his story was a lot worse than most people because his story went to the point where from being somebody who comes from what we could regard if one looks at our fellow South Africans as someone who came from a privileged background, he landed up committing the crimes that you would expect to be committed by people who are desperate, who have grown up in a criminal environment and who are numb to their actions. He started stealing from people. He started drugging people so that they would fall asleep. He started robbing their houses. He started jumping over walls and stealing clothing. And this just shows what drugs can do. If it can do that to somebody who comes from a privileged background, you can imagine the destructive forces that drugs are in their very being. And this is something that is so close to my heart and it's something that I will harp on forever and a day. And that is if you know somebody who's using drugs, do not enable them. Do not turn a blind eye. They already are in denial. Don't be in denial with them. You have to be strong. You have to exercise tough love. You cannot allow for that person to destroy themselves, but at the same time destroy you, their loved ones, and other people who become third parties to this terrible addiction. Because by enabling somebody who's a drug addict, you are enabling them to go out and commit atrocities. You're enabling them to go out and commit crime. You're enabling them to go out and hurt others. So if you know somebody that is using drugs, don't turn a blind eye. Don't think, well, you know what, he's better off while he's doing the drugs, at least he's not throwing a temper tantrum. It's the wrong thought process. Do something about it. And if the person rebels, go to your local court, speak to the social workers, speak to psychologists, speak to psychiatrists. Understand that all is not lost when it comes to dealing with drug addicts. Drug addicts can be committed to a rehabilitation program, and if they fail that rehabilitation program and go back to drugs, they can actually be imprisoned. And I know it sounds scary. I know it sounds like it's the end of the world that somebody that you care about is now off the streets in rehabilitation or maybe even in a place of safety or perhaps in a jail cell. 
But sometimes that's where they have to be. They have to reach that rock bottom for them to stop doing what they are doing. And I know that if this message just reaches one or two of my listeners out there and changes their perception, they can talk to others whose perception will be changed. And maybe we can start turning the tide against drugs in South Africa. Because let me tell you this, as somebody who's been involved in law enforcement for 28 years, I have never seen an effect that drugs have had as I see today. And we're not talking about the guys having um, dacha socially. That's, that's, that's legal. There's nothing illegal about that. We're talking about people who are turning to hardcore drugs that become so physically and mentally addictive that they are causing pain and suffering on an untold basis. We're seeing it daily. We're reading the horror stories about it daily. We're hearing about parents on the Cape Flats killing their very own children because their children have become monsters that they don't recognize. We're hearing about drug addicts raping their own mothers, their own grandmothers while high on drugs. If you know of dealers, if you know of users, if you know of people within the community that are addicted to drugs, you are not doing anything wrong by trying to get them help because you are not just helping them. You are helping everybody else within the community who will be affected directly by the actions of those drug users and those drug addicts. It was great chatting to Neil De Beer. Unfortunately, the, the subject initially was about the passing of Chester Williams, one of the 1995 World Cup greats. We've lost so many. We've lost Eust. We've lost uh, Ruben. We've lost James Small. We lost the, the coach, Kitch Christie. But what we can take away from them was that beautiful feeling that we had in 1995 where Madiba, flanked by Francois Pinar, flanked by that 1995 World Cup squad, raised that trophy in the air and every single South African felt a sense of belonging, felt that the person next to them was their brother or their sister. We as South Africans cannot stand back and allow for xenophobic attacks to continue. We cannot allow for criminals to use xenophobic attacks as a reason to commit further crimes. We have to stand up. We have to talk to our city councillors. We have to talk to our members of parliament. We have to talk to the police. We have to talk to the JMPD. We have to get involved with community policing forums. We have to get involved with chapter watchers, with neighborhood Watchers, We have to get involved with active patrols because we are going to make the difference. We are going to turn it around. If we're going to rely purely on the state, which is under-resourced at this time, then we are giving up. We all need to come together as South Africans. We all need to make that difference. Neil De Beer is making a difference through a program known as ACT. Find out more about it. Go to our page on Confidential Brief Radio Show on Facebook. We'll be uploading all the details of ACT. You've been listening to Confidential Brief. Next week, we're going to be chatting about uh, an exciting competition that's coming up for firefighters. Um, firefighters, of course, are our first line in defense against um, loss of life when it comes to emergencies on the road, when it comes to fires in buildings, etc. And it's all the more topical considering that right now we've got these horrific demonstrations where arson is part and parcel of the the looting and devastation. So tune in next week. We're going to find out more about this exciting um, firefighting competition, and we'll be chatting. And remember, if you want to chat to us, you can always telegram us on 061-895-1019, or you can SMS us on 34519. Thank you for joining us. I'll be back same time, same place next week.